everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am your host, Lauren. And I'm Jai. Hi. What's up, everyone? I feel like I haven't done one of these in a while. I don't know when the last one we did was. We did Hype with Jules. Maybe that was the last one we, we did. We did Fight. Oh, was like oh yeah. We yeah, did, we did Fight Club. Did it's going to be out tomorrow, so that doesn't matter. It'll be This will be out after that, so... <laughs> you've already you will have already seen fight club so yeah. yeah fight club is coming out tomorrow it's super cool i guess we talked a long time about that if you haven't listened to it go back and listen to it but today we're going to talk about fear and loathing in las vegas from 1998 directed by hunter s Th- i mean directed by hunter s thompson based on the book <laughs> by hunter s thompson directed by Terry <laughs> gilliam um that's yeah i guess Freudian slit i guess it probably could have been directed by hunter s thompson because it could have yeah <laughs> this I... is pretty much a part of his life so yeah i'm super stoked to talk about this because we get to talk about another baddie fave of mine johnny depp yeah we haven't i don't think we've done a johnny depp movie we yet. haven't no, no we oh haven't. wow this yeah. is great though this is the first one yeah i love johnny depp um i think more than brad pitt I have to say, gosh, uh, <laughs> I used to, I used to love him more than Brad Pitt, but that, I don't know what happened. I don't know. I, I think it's still deep down in there somewhere. I think he's still that that guy. And he's uh, he did. Cool. He is really cool. He did a really cool. He just he has Instagram, but he's like one of the like cool actor Instagrams where he has like five posts. Oh, and <laughs> he has one recently, and it's really cool. Everybody should go check it out. And it he actually writes uh, like a it's almost like a note to his fans, but he's writing it with like feather and ink, oh. and it looks very much like the art inspired in I think it's Ralph Emerson who did the illustrations for oh, Fear and Loathing. Cool. Like you know how the if you see the cover of it, the Criterion one, it looks like there's like an animated kind of story in there but it's like done in that style it's really fucking cool and then he has some of his paintings up like in front of his desk he's a really incredible artist too oh wow so yeah it was really cool to see that i think he just posted a few days ago so i was like oh cool johnny depp's so cool he He looks great he looks great yeah he looks great for like all the like rag and tag and shit he's been through like he looks pretty good i think i was just really put off with um his relationship with amber yeah, I think for, that's when you, he kind of went down a bit for me. And yeah, well, the he fact, didn't do much then. The fact that he uh, did the parts of the Caribbean trilogy was also like a bit like, why are you doing this? You know, like I think the first three would have been fine, but I feel like they didn't need to do like five. Like the last two, I feel like were completely unneeded. The first three are fine. Like I get it. The first one's good. I actually the first like the one first is one. cool. But as like a standalone, it's pretty good. We I didn't even know they had five. Wow, they that had makes five. Sense. Oh, yeah, wow. like like That's three. Insane. Three is okay. Three is a good story. We got what's going on. There's like some layers. Five was like we're trying to make money. Like we're trying to drag this shit out, and they probably. Are gonna? I heard they're gonna like redo it, and he's not gonna be in it. I was well, like, well do yeah, that? I don't. I don't think he should be in it. That's crazy. well. Then they should just stop doing them. I was like, why does anyone even want to see another one of these with someone else? I don't. Well, like, we don't. Move but on. I guess little kids want to see that. I, I guess know. so. It's strange, but yeah, he he has done some weird films. But the '90s was definitely the like age of Johnny Depp. Like, yes, totally. great films. He did. I had to give him credit for that. I mean. And he made quite, yeah. a lot, quite a lot of movies, actually. Yeah, and are also our resident baddie number two, Benicio Del Toro. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's been basically... Not so much in this one, but... Well, 
I mean, honestly, I feel like you're like, I don't mind. I have to say, I do, I never have liked meaty men, but he is the total exception because even Chubby, like, he's a babe. I'm like, yeah, I like his, his the way he speaks. I, I love the way he speaks <laughs> and I love his hair and like, I just love everything about him. The he's porn like, stash. <laughs> The 70s like porn stash. I know. No, he, yeah, I love him. Have you seen um that movie that he's in as Che Guevara? I think it's called Che. No, I don't He's so. great. When did he do that? Quite a while ago. Oh wow. No, I haven't heard of he's that. He's really good in that. I like him. I think he's really cool. Yeah. I didn't even know that recently I found out that he had a baby with that rod stewart girl yeah the fucking daughter yeah so <laughs> i was like i feel like you didn't know that i was like no i yeah. guess i was living under a rock he's one of those actors that i've been following very closely what he's up to because <laughs> i'm like totally in love with him but. wait did he did you see that film he did was it like sicario yeah it's is that really the one that good he did? is it yeah, good yeah with, um emily Emily Blunt, yeah. Oh, okay. And there yeah. were two, weren't there like two? Yeah, there are two. And actually, both are insane. They're both really good. Oh, cool. Okay. This is how you know someone is a good actor when they can play like good and bad like characters really yeah. well. You know, he, he totally does both like insanely well. Crazy. Well, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you when's the first, what are your first thoughts with Fear and Loathing? Like, what's the first time you saw it? So before we actually start, I need to make an announce- announcement. What? Okay, so since the main theme of this film is, uh, you know, drugs. Oh, drugs. I just would like to say that if you're my parents-in-law, my sister or my mother, and you're listening to this, please stop. <laughs> but if you decide oh, yeah. to listen... Don't be horrified and just remember that I was young and reckless and wild once and that I, you know, that's made me who I am today and I'm a good girl now. So please don't judge me. And good one, Jai. Ideally, don't listen to this. Yeah, ideally, it's kind of awkward. I think I had one of my cousins like write me the other day is like, so what have you been up to during quarantine? And I was like about to be like, oh, I have this podcast. And I was like, no. I'm not going to tell them about this because like, I just don't know. Like they don't know me well enough to like listen to it. This is a little different situation at that point. I've kind of kept my parents away from the podcasting world. Um, my dad actually knows, but he's not uh, like an American movie fan. Like he watches a lot of films from Latin America. So I don't think he would listen to these anyway. Cause he doesn't know what the films are. So, um, so that's fine. And my mom like is very technologically like not, of this era so like i try to show her about podcasts and she just knows that i do them and then i tell her like i just don't want you listening to them and she's like okay that's fair like she's not you know put off about it thankfully i have a small family i don't have like a bunch of like random people that i have to worry about my friends they probably know half these stories anyway uh if not are involved but i will never say their names so uh oh yeah 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 well I mean, I, good, I, good addendum. I was actually going to ask you because you were like, I have to make an announcement. I have also one like and subscribe and give us five stars <laughs> on the Apple podcast <laughs> and listen on Spotify and do all that fun stuff and hit the follow button. I don't know. I can't even see shit about Spotify. So like the one thing I see are followers. So I think we have like 150. But that's not bad. That's I mean, cool. 
no one's really on Spotify podcast quite yet. No, not really. So it's pretty good. I feel so. like everyone, or like for the most part, people have Apple. I'm, yeah, yeah, or they use like whatever. Yeah, but it's it's everywhere. You'll find it. So cool. All right, so this is gonna be like a pretty uh, personal episode, but it's gonna be cool. So, yeah. yeah, go back to when you first saw it. Well, I watched this in two thousand. Um, I was with my friend at home. She was like one of my best friends, but we also lived together at the time. And I actually had these in DVD. And I just got rid of it before I moved to the US. Like basically when I moved. Yeah, because I was like, you know, being very selective. And I was like, realistically, I'm not going to be watching DVDs. I don't have anywhere to play them. So I took a bunch of things to to the charity shops and... But, but, you know, I watched this so many times because I had a DVD, basically, and mm-hmm. because I love this film. But the first time I watched it, I had to confess that I was on ketamine. <gasps> and it oh, was good. very weird to watch it because ketamine yeah. makes everything very slow motion. Oh, my God. And, like, you're... <sighs> It felt like I watched this movie and it lasted like five hours or seven hours, but obviously it didn't. I was didn't, say, but... how long did this film seem to you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, only some, I remember some scenes, but I I was very out of it with my friend, actually, both were. And, but I watched it over the years, several times. So, But that was the first time I watched it was on ketamine, you know, oh, so, wow. which is obviously That's crazy. That's a trip. Yeah. And um, we actually watched it and went to the kitchen to get some tea. And we decided to sit on the table. And then next thing we know, we've been on that table for eight hours. <gasps> with my flatmate, the other one, one of them, because we had two of the boys that lived with us, they went out like out to a club and they came back like seven or eight hours later and we were still on the kitchen table like looking at our hands i mean that's yeah anyway so but yeah i love this film i think it's uh i i actually really love seeing johnny depp and benicio toro together yeah they're great together they are and i was like you know i love them as as, like i love both of them uh i think their acting is incredible and i can't believe they didn't get any real recognition for it i think he might i think johnny depp might have been nominated for something really oh i have to look it up pretty sure i might not i mean it probably was like some weird yeah like or something i don't know yeah um yeah i i i feel like this is a film that you either love or hate totally like you can't i never met anyone who's like oh that film is all right it's either like yes i love it or like no that's rubbish you know i think either you get it or you don't get it totally yeah yeah as like you know as i it's been proven this week when I told some people and they were like, that's a hideous film. That's absolutely awful. How can you possibly like it? I'm like, okay, you know, don't judge. Yeah, you just don't get it. It's don't definitely it. like, yeah, it's stuff. This is how I feel about most of the film. Not most of the films we review here. It's definitely, that's not the case. We've d- done some big ones here, but I feel like the way I feel about Fear and Loathing and just that whole vibe, the whole Hunter S. Thompson vibe, is how I feel about Greg Araki films and like mm-hmm. Larry Clark. Yeah, like, yeah. You either like them or you don't. Either you get it and you kind of get what they're talking about, whatever, you get the vibe, or you don't. It's like there's never, I've never heard anyone say anything about any of those films from any of those directors or even like Wes Anderson, I feel like another one who's very like niche, like either you get it or you don't. 
Um, who's another one? Like another kind of like not all around, you know, I know like what you mean. to everyone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sophia Coppola probably too. She's very like feminine. I don't know that yeah, many that's men true, who like really like her. Um, but yeah, so I feel like yeah, there he it's definitely one of those kind of vibes where it's like counterculture, like weird drug totally. vibe. I feel like for me also the fact that it's about always sort of fit, um based in the seventies. Uh they Yeah. They talk about the sixties as well and everything. It I mean, I love everything about it, you know, obviously the style, like fashion, the music, it, it's just got everything. I do think this movie has got one of the best soundtracks. Like, yeah, it's up cool. there with like my top five. You know? Oh yeah, we should do like an episode on like top five. Yeah, we should favorite like soundtracks. Yeah, we just talk about soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. I love that. They're uh, so funny. That are but really- yeah. Anyway, besides that, I do think some scenes are quite hard to watch because they're very stressy, but. Mm-hmm. I I love it. I, I just love this film. I can watch it over and over again and don't get bored of it. Yeah, I know. Me too. What about you? Funny. When did you watch it? Um, I saw it in high school, I think. Probably like 99. Oh, cool. Like around there. I didn't see it in the theater or anything like that. Um, I definitely uh, saw the movie and then read the book. I actually have the book upstairs. I was going to say, if you haven't read it, I'll totally give it to you yeah cool yeah it's it's super great and uh also tying into some behind the scenes notes is that tom hunter s thompson really felt that like johnny depp narrating it really made the film like more cohesive as opposed to like just having a bunch of wild scenes like cut like if you can imagine no narration it would make no sense it would make no sense yeah you know so he said that was a really good part of the book and there were and then also like when they did the story like i think terry gilliam said that they just like cannibalized the book like this is very true to the book and Mm. he just has i love hunter s thompson's writing and after i read this i read a few of his other uh he has like fear and loathing on the campaign trail um which he he writes about like presidential election that he's covered he has fear and loathing in rolling stone which is great it's like a whole series of his articles for rolling stone and he has so many books like he has so many books they're really great and he has one that is called like i think it's called like the southern it's like the southern high or the southern highway it's something like that but i i got really into like the vibe of him like not necessarily i haven't read everything by him he's a ton of books so if you like really want to start somewhere, I think probably his like Rolling Stone material is pretty good. Okay. Yeah. But, but there's just so much on him. So I was like, Oh, this is so cool. I don't think I'd really like done more drugs and smoked weed and like probably took ecstasy mm-hmm. at that point. Like when I first saw it. Uh, and then, you know, as I'd gone on, like I've definitely seen the film like pretty inebriated on like various <laughs> things, but, but it's always like, this is totally what it's like. Like this is this is totally just that vibe, which is so I don't know. It's just so strange. It is. I feel like this is why I look. I find that most of the people that I've, well, people that I've asked that like the film as well, they've all done like acid and like mushrooms or whatever, and they mm-hmm. all say, "Yeah, that's exactly how it is," and it's true. It. It like for someone who's never done anything, I can see how it'd be uh, silly and hard to understand because yeah. they they can't even imagine, you know. That's true. Uh, so I understand that, but I, I mean, I've done acid and mushrooms and everything that you can think of, and I definitely killed a lot of cell brains and like <laughs> brain cells. <laughs> brain cells. Sorry, you see, 
I told you, that's just the proof that I killed a lot of life princess from 99 to like, I don't know, like, like seven years ago. And I feel like I would be a lot smarter if I hadn't done as much as, you know, I did. But I don't think you would have not been as, I don't think you would have been as smart, but it's definitely. I think it does for sure. That it, Think about it. Like if you do a lot of drugs, like that kills a lot of neurons. So like. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I guess, yeah, that's true. It does, but. Especially if you're young. I feel like because yeah, you're still at 17, you 16, you're still, whatever, 15, <laughs> you're still like growing and like developing, you know? So I'm Don't sure. do drugs, kids. <laughs> then, I mean, if you do, I don't know. I mean, to mind, I feel like you either do them young to get out of your system and then just grow up and get on with like all the serious things you have to do as an adult i feel like doing them starting this like when you're older is bad because you're it's a very like personal choice that i feel like i mean addiction is very real there are a lot of things that can like really fuck your life up Mm. and this is also reminiscent of like this is also a film and also doesn't give you any of the like quote-unquote negative impacts that you would (laughs) inevitably have if you were to really live like this oh i mean no and then in the 60s all the shit's like a lot of shit was more pure now a lot of things are cut who the fuck knows people are dying from like these opioids on the street that they think are real and then they're not like there's just so much crazy shit out there now that i feel like the more like the more involved we get, it just becomes more and more like pharmaceutical and like, it's like, you just don't know what it is. And I mean, we had that kind of sort of back in the day, like when raves were big, it was like, test your pills, like find out what's fucking in here and all this crazy shit. But like now, you know, it's like pharmaceutical pills, you know, it's like stuff that you get in a bottle. Like no, that's just got to be worse. Yeah. I mean, I think, doing these drugs in the 60s and 70s definitely was a way to do it like because like you said right everything is just so caught nowadays yeah i think it was like a newer thing yeah in like the 60s but it's definitely leans leans it's like its way to like a story like this i mean this is almost reminiscent of like an alice in wonderland which is like completely batshit crazy yeah like no idea what's going on and you're just like i love this i have another note uh that yeah i was like i really identified with counterculture when i was really young like i always liked reading and like seeing all the stuff that was like cool or like somewhat tried to not tried to be underground but like somewhat not what everyone else was listening to or watching or whatever so i really liked it um vegas i have been about five (laughs) times to vegas through this particular i've been on that highway once there's another highway this is like 15 there's another one i think it's like 40 or something but it is if you are listening from California, which some people probably are, when you go to Vegas, it has this very like alternate dimension, very much that whole, like what stays and what's like happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's like, and when you leave, you just feel like you're leaving this whole real weird world behind and like going to this, like going back to like the grind when you like go back to LA, you're like, oh, okay. But Vegas is a fucking trip, man. Like I know around, it's fucking a time warp. Really want to go. Yeah, like, like it's fucking weird. It's in the, literally the middle of nothing. It's just like a desert, and then it's just like boom, <laughs> like this massive town. It's crazy. I mean, I have to say, like, I really want to go. However, I, the thought of doing drugs in Vegas like this—that no, like, time is past. It's fucking scary. Like, yeah, 
that place already is kind of mental and like you have all these funny characters right imagine being high it would be nuts terrifying it'd be super nuts i just like i it's crazy and i also wrote i love a good road trip film yeah Uh, the other ones that that well we covered one my own private idaho that was a super great uh like kind of road trip film and a more recent one that i really liked was american honey by Andrea oh, Arnold. Oh, yeah, that was cool, yeah. Yeah, that one was, that, that was really good. cool. Um, so, yeah, I do love a good road trip film. I do love to drive. This is kind of my ideal way to drive in, like, a big-ass convertible, mm-hmm. like, just barreling through the highway. I think that would be so fun. Uh, I'm actually reviewing uh, Thelma and Louise coming up soon. Uh, I think with Charles we're going to do that one. So, gotta love a road trip. Cool. <laughs> I fucking love Thelma and Louise. So, I was like, let's do that. That's movie. such a good film. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so good so good yeah and uh yeah so that's what i have i have some behind the scenes notes but do you have any behind the scenes okay well yeah just a few i guess um so thompson actually shaved johnny depp's head which i kept thinking i obviously didn't know about it but every time i saw him i was like I'm pretty sure that's a, like an amazing wig or like some kind of special effects because I never thought that he would genuinely shave his head for the film, but I guess he did. Um, that's crazy. I think that's pretty cool that he did that just for the movie. And he like moved into his house too. Yeah, for four months, right? Because he yeah. wanted to pick up like all his like body language and the way he he spoke and everything. That's really cool. Um. And he also swapped cars with him, didn't he? Did he? I didn't yeah, know that. so so basically the amazing red um Chevrolet convertible mm-hmm. that is called something in the movie, I can't remember. It has a name. Oh, is that the uh not the shark? The Wait, shark is it, yeah, is it, shark? it is the shark, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um it's actually Thompson's car for real. They use really? his car. So they swap cars. Um for a few weeks, I think, and so Johnny Depp could actually get used to driving and stuff in like yeah, preparation it's a for big the movie. Ass car. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, that's cool. And also, because I, I mean, I hope that it didn't get ruined during you know the filming, but it looked like he got kind of bashed up. Yeah, <laughs> but and that Vinicius de Toro gained forty pounds for the role by eating multiple donuts every day. <gasps> Really? That's, that's what he did? That's how he did. It wasn't like, oh, let's just pick out. It was like, okay, I'm just going to have donuts every single day. Uh, He's so fucking funny. Or Toby <laughs> with his, like, big belly. I so- know. <laughs> I love when he, like, falls down. <laughs> he, like, pushes him down and he, like, falls. I'm like, ah! <laughs> He's always, like, so mental. I know. Funny. So mental. And, yeah, just, like, what we were talking about before we started the podcast about all the different actors that yeah, they, wanted, yeah they wanted to do this for quite like, a while jack nicholson and marlon oh, brando God. that's insane they too old to play too old for sure yeah just like it just they waited too long and and then i also read like john cusack was supposed to do yeah. it yeah did a play i think about it so he was like oh, i'm gonna do it then he got old john malkovich oh, also john malkovich, yeah he got old and then dan Aykroyd and john belushi but then john belushi yeah, i know that's he insane that would have been crazy that would have been crazy yeah i mean crazy. yeah 
yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of funny, really, because I kind of imagine. I mean, I kind of see young Jack Nicholson's playing playing um, Johnny Depp's role, but yeah. not old. Not no, old Jack it, it Nicholson. definitely meant for like thirties, right? Wouldn't he be <clears throat> he be in like his thirties? Yeah, like in the, in the so. time, zone. yeah, in like the time frame, I think, or maybe yeah. like late thirties. But yeah, they were all like way too old by the time they were gonna do this. They were like fifties. Yeah, no, that's nuts. Um, do you have any? Yeah, I have. Um, I wrote like wasn't reviewed the best, but some people really liked it. But I think it was kind of like if you do, like we were saying, if you don't get Hunter S. Thompson, like you kind of don't get it, and it just seems kind of crazy. There's a huge, uh, big like stink about the writing credits like I didn't go too deep into it but there was like some drama with like two writers that were doing the screenplay Terry Gilliam and then like a lot of drafts going back and forth and like only having Terry Gilliam like finalize everything like really close to when they were shooting it so mm-hmm. that was kind of you know, there's more information about that if you if you are interested uh it took place like 56 days shooting yeah nuts. that's actually not bad yeah that's crazy I always think it just takes like three months to film a movie but i guess that's a long time me too but maybe back then it was less time i don't know i feel like now how do they know their lines so fast to be able to like also because it was film right so i guess now i don't know actually it will make sense should be faster because they can see it right away yeah you're right all right this is what we have let's do it again like or we need it We, we don't have it yet i would think who knows if you're a filmmaker out there let us know what it's like it must be insane yeah. Um, let's see, I have Depp and Gillian were paid half a million dollars. Yeah, I found that, but I couldn't. I couldn't see anywhere how much Benicio got paid. I was gonna say, I wonder what he got paid. Um, couldn't find it anywhere. And Thompson met Depp, and he'd seen all these other people, and he was like convinced that no one else could play him. Yeah, but John. But so he like this is definitely like authorized. Not one of those films that they just like made, and the person who's it's about isn't even, uh, you know, in it. The or like involved in it. Another interesting tidbit that I found, which I would love to know more about, is that Gonzo is based on his on Hunter S. Thompson's friend Oscar Zeta Acosta, oh, who appeared in 1974, and he was an American attorney, novelist, and a Chicano activist. I think he disappeared in Mexico. I would like to know more about this situation because he's a real person. I know. Yeah. Well, and also he had a weird. Well, some people were like talking about like. Apparently he was drowned. He drowned, but I don't know. I don't know actually. I don't think anyone else. You know, it's just like rumors, I guess. But honestly, too, that like, can you imagine if he knew that this film was like made about him? Yeah, but it's always those people. I feel like you couldn't make this up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sometimes the crazy stories are actually the ones that that happened or are based on true, true characters. You know. Like, that's what makes it so like crazy and interesting and let's see and then also i have not seen it because of amber heard but the rum diary is another film that's a hunter s thompson book that johnny depp starred in that's where he met amber heard mm. my, my mom a lot and she was like oh as soon as i saw that movie and saw her i knew it was trouble because like i guess oh, yeah. like the all in it and the way they introduce her my mom's like i could tell like there was something going on. I was like, Oh no. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you can kind of tell like there was something. I was like, well, I haven't seen it. So I've kind of put off seeing it. Cause I was like, I don't know if I want to see this. Is it going to be weird? 
Because yeah, I kind like, of want uh, to see it, but... Yeah, I think it's on Netflix, but yeah, I have not seen that. It's another thing that they... So they did other work together. And Hunter S. Thompson died by suicide in, like, 2000... Is it five, I think? Um, oh, yeah. really? 2005. Because, uh, yeah, February of 2005. Because, uh, and it's, like, a really weird story. Like, his kids were home. It's, it's like, it's weird. You can look it up. Oh, wow. Um, yeah really strange but uh yeah then at his uh funeral like they put his uh ashes in a cannon and like blew them out because that's what he wanted and like johnny depp did that oh wow jack nicholson was there and like john Kerry, the senator (laughs) like a lot of people i think he had some health problems too because of obviously all this like alcohol use and you know yeah like tons of stuff he did to his body essentially but oh wow yeah it's pretty nuts but yeah do you have any more behind the scenes no let's just get into the plot yeah okay cool so it's terry gilliam if you haven't seen his films they're pretty fucking weird i don't think i have to uh tell you this is not i think when you start this film you know this is not going to be the regular (laughs) shit (laughs) um i love that they started out with like the 70s like the desert vietnam you know, it's like it's very Me much like, like a bit similar to what's going on here, not at the Vietnam, but you know, civil unrest and like what's happening here. Um, and then they just kind of like open it on their car. One of my favorite scenes, which I don't, I don't think I've, I probably have, yeah, is like the explanation of the drug collection. Oh my god, same. As soon yeah. as you start, you're just they're just like they're driving crazy on this highway. And you're like, yeah, what the fuck is I love the intro. I just love the beginning. It's so good. Mm-hmm. it's so cool how it just like it just starts and you're just like oh my god like these guys are fucking nuts like i can't even imagine um there's a really this is like probably the best quote this is this is what they say we had two bags of grass 75 pellets of mescaline five sheets of high-powered blotter acid salt shaker half full of cocaine and a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers oh, that nurse screamers laughers <laughs> quart of tequila a quart of rum a case of budweiser a pint of raw ether um a dozen um and two dozen amyls i don't know what that uh, is amyls. i think it's the nitrate it's like amyl nitrate oh um, not that we needed that for all the trip but once you get locked into a serious drug collection the tendency is to push it as far as you can god it's so messy it's so crazy. i would not make it through that pardon i, I would not make it through that like that excursion with that amount of drugs like i wouldn't make it through well i don't i don't want to exaggerate but i i've done something very similar for seven days in glastonbury in like 2000 and 2009 i think oh god how are you living i know well this is what everyone always i was the girl who everyone wondered how i'm still alive you know god it was so crazy like, ugh, we had, like, 75 pills to start. We took 75 pills, four of us. And they found more at the concert. Like, they, they were able to get hold of more. So, like, every day we did, like, 10 pills each. God. Yeah, from morning to night. It's just crazy. So, I, the things that you put your body through. Um, That's just pretty crazy. nice. Yeah, yeah. So they're on the road with this insane amount of shit. And then they pick up this hitchhiker who is Toby Maguire, <laughs> which is so funny. I was talking to my friend about Toby Maguire the other day, how I'm so unmoved by anything he does. I know. He doesn't do anything great, does he? No. 
Uh, and even in this, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so they like pick him up. And I love that it says like, he's going to, so they like have a whole bunch. I, we're not going to go through everything. This movie is fucking crazy. It's really funny. They're like, he's totally on, I think he's on acid at this point. He like sees bats. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, which I don't, I still don't know what I'm going to title the episode. I thought it might be the bat country one, but that's kind of obvious. I might make it like, you took too much, man. Oh, I love that. You took too much, too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like that one better because it's not as good. Um, the other one's just like so obvious. And then I love how he's just a wandering journalist that like goes back to Beverly Hills and he's like going to Vegas to cover a dirt bike race. And and also I love that they're loading up on all this shit before they leave. They're like going back. And then I love that almost all the time, uh, Gonzo, the attorney, is like, as your attorney, I advise you. And he like says it throughout the whole film. Like, I advise you to get a very large car with no top. <laughs> and then and you then, drive very fast. Yeah. And then later he's like, I advise you to do a little bit of that. What it, What's in that tiny bottle in my, yeah. in my shaving kit. It's just like. He's always telling him what to do and it's mostly drugs related. Yeah, and he like takes his advice for all these crazy things. It's so funny. Um, the hotel check-in, another <laughs> one of my favorite fucking uh, I've had a similar experience to this uh, in Times Square when I was oh, on. Oh, God. It was never do any type of hallucinogen in Times Square. It's a fucking nightmare. Why would that, you... That sounds very Why scary. would you want to do that? Yeah, so it was definitely, like, a, a weird relationship like this. I had it with, like, a McDonald's cashier when I oh. went into the McDonald's <laughs> and I, like, totally lost my shit. And, like, couldn't stand up straight and it was weird. <laughs> Super weird. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, shout out to that McDonald's that night. Um, we were, like, a mess. <laughs> Me and all my friends were a fucking mess. But uh, yeah, this is, I love that he says, I can't explain myself in this climate as he's like fucking sweating because Vegas is fucking awful. It is so goddamn hot, so hot. all yeah. the time, it's like living in an oven. Is it true? Like, I actually picture the way it is, but like in terms of like checking in for a hotel and there'd just be like the longest line of people because it's no. busy all year round. It's not like that. Oh, you mean because it's busy all year round? Yeah, it's yeah. not a long line, but there are people checking in and going out all the time. Okay. Yeah. I think now that we have the internet and you probably can like pre-check or whatever the fuck you can do now. I'm, I haven't been to a hotel in a long time, but especially like a Vegas one. Like I'm sure if you come a lot, there's probably some scan and then you get like your keys. You don't even have to see anyone. Hmm. Just so it like take up less time. But yeah, it's definitely always kind of busy. But those, but in these situations, like, it was really busy when I've, I've been twice for work when there's conferences and everyone's staying at the same hotel and most people like get there in a bus or like all together, then there's a line because everyone's from like a conference, you know, they're all waiting to get checked in. But why would anyone need to, why would anyone decide to have a conference there? Why? In Vegas? Yeah. There, everything has conferences in Vegas. Like I've, uh, and tons of fashion uh, shows are in Vegas. Like the big fashion trade shows, of massive. That's so weird. They have convention halls. Oh, I so see. So like, like massive ones. So the, all the labels and like not labels as in like high fashion, but more like I don't know what you would call them. Like just run of the mill. Like I worked for like a kind of a somewhat of a streetwear brand. Uh, mm -hmm. So like they have little booths set up, and you like, like design them. They have like project, like magic. It's where all the big buyers go. 
Uh, but they have big shows like Doc Martens and Levi's and like, you know, big people and they'll show their new stuff to like the store owners and buyers and stuff. Oh, wow. And okay. like influencers are starting to go. Now I'm sure they probably, it's more like Coachella. Like now oh, they probably yeah, share to like sneaker heads have their own thing. They have a big sneaker conference in Vegas. Like they have tons of shit in Vegas. So most people go for work on the West coast. You'll hear people say like, Oh yeah, I had to go to Vegas for work. Like they always have conferences. They have big rooms and stuff. So yeah. And it's kind of crazy. Cause you like go out with your, like I've done, you know, gone out for work and then at night you fucking go get shit faced. Oh, yeah. Some, you know? And then some other guys go to like crazy horse, like the strip clubs. Oh yeah. I mean, I definitely, Definitely like a vibe. I went to do it once. I was meant to go there for my thirties, but to Vegas. Yeah, but um, I just couldn't at the last second because I had to move. Oh, <laughs> I had man. to move apartment and like, but I, I'm gutted I couldn't go really then because I would have had. I just can't get up to that kind of thing nowadays. You know, I'm too old yeah, for that. Like I have I'm too old. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like. I think the first time I went to Vegas, I was probably like 27, I guess. Yeah. Like 28. The first time I went, <clears throat> I don't remember. I mean, I vaguely remember, but one of my friends worked at Hard Rock, so we got a free suite. Oh, like, worked cool. at the so We got a free suite in Vegas for like a weekend, and we got fucking shit faced. <laughs> I, I took so many photos. I have them all in a folder, and then my friend uh, also took a bunch of photos. Like, there were like 300 photos of us, like, fucking shit face trash this room like we, we paid them a lot because we were like fuck we really like drink it but we like wow. paid them. yeah it was nuts because i never been i'm not a gambler but like they just give you alcohol fucking everywhere if you sit down at a slot machine and you're playing like a quarter right you're not even playing anything you just sit down for like five minutes and they'll come over like you have to be playing though if you're not playing, they're not just going to give you a free drink. And they just give you free drink and you get tanked. And there are no clocks anywhere. So you have no, no windows. So you have no idea what the fuck time it is. Nothing. And then you can take all of your alcohol all over the street. Like you can like take mm-hmm. it from the and just run around. So you're just like, this is like yeah. a theme park. Basically, it's, it's like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it is. I'm surprised more crazy shit doesn't happen there, quite I mean, honestly. Like, do people die often. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know about die, but they have like a big like prostitution problem. Like, you know, because people are drunk. I'm sure drugs are, I'm sure an issue. Money, like robbery might be a thing. Mm. You know, I don't know. It's not like, there are lots of cops down there, but I don't know that it's like, that people like die. Like, I don't think there's like murders or anything like that, you know, like happening on the strip. Because obviously yeah. people, know, you know, it's not, it's not that bad. It's just crazy. I think yeah. the people are they're, they're not driving. So, you know, if the if the most is just people walking around drunk, like most police can handle that. You know what I mean? Like so, yeah, it's it's just kind of crazy though. It's it not is. A, it's nuts. They have clubs and all those shows, you know, they have like Vegas, like Cirque du Soleil. And they have lots of other things to do besides drink. I have to say that's the one thing that I felt really uncomfortable with. Um on because it's it's so typical like 90s and 80s you, you have that in so many movies just like animals which oh, it's yeah. so unethical to have animals in like movies you know like yeah they had like the chimps and yeah the i just feel bad i just think it, it's so wrong you know but yeah i mean it was a, it was a huge thing back in the day 
So thankfully it's not now. I think all those circuses are kind of out of business. They are. I know. It's pretty awesome. What about theme parks? I don't think theme parks have animals. Yeah, they do. They have fucking whales. Oh, you mean the water ones? I'm thinking of like roller coasters and oh, shit. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. I mean like a theme park. Oh, yeah. World. Oh, thankfully, I've never been to any of those parks. And I have been to aquariums, I have to say, which I don't know if that's bad. But um, I've been to aquariums, but I've never been to SeaWorld or anything like that. Yeah. My parents took me a lot, like in the 80s, obviously. SeaWorld? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I've never been to SeaWorld. I was like, you're a kid, you don't know any better. But obviously, like, if anyone had taught me, like, this is wrong. Like, I mean, if they you see animals in captivity, you thought that was cool. You know, like... Like Blackfish? No, people weren't conscious about that. Like the documentary, have you seen Blackfish? Yeah, oh, God, I cry. I cry so much. Yeah, it's super hard. Like, go watch Blackfish. I think it's on Netflix. It yeah, has been it, for a I think it's amazing. Well, there's some, there are a lot of dogs now that are way tougher than that one. This oh, one, yeah, that's the first one, right? I, I yeah. watched them all because of Matthew, obviously. Oh, yeah, God. it's really crazy. Um, anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, <laughs> that weird check in. I love when he sees all those weird reptiles and like the floors bleeding and what? like the restaurants all crazy. Restaurants are really <laughs> that though, in Vegas, they're fucking weird. They're like, team. like, it's weird it's so i love how uh, when he's looking at that the front well the lady at the front desk and her face is just going all like distorted and stuff and he's just like terrifying he's just kind of like kneeling behind the desk it's really funny um yeah i mean honestly i was on a trip like that they took mushrooms in amsterdam in a nightclub oh no and it was like i i'm sure i told you this story but it was literally that moment. It was everything that that you see them like, seeing, basically. Like, it, it was like I saw Beetlejuice. Oh my god! He was like the bartender when it was like a nightclub that had neon lights. Everything was purple and green. It was super dark, and I took like I ate a whole box of mushrooms with oh. my boyfriend at the time, and these like. I got to the bathroom to get a drink and I was just in like shock because he was Beetlejuice. And he was like, excuse me, how can I help? Hello. And I was like, uh, can I have vodka and whatever and Red Bull or whatever. And everything just seemed so surreal. But he was like, you're going to love this. I basically, we ended up making friends with some guys that we met there. Like they were staying in the same hotel as us. And we did make plans to, to meet them at this club. And I thought that one of them was Brad Pitt. He what? looked like Brad Pitt. So I'm talking to him and I'm thinking, oh my God, like you look, you're, no, I didn't think he looked like Brad Pitt. I basically thought I was talking to Brad Pitt. I was like, I can't believe I'm talking to Brad Pitt and my boyfriend is here. This is so awkward. And like, I think he's into me. And I was just... <laughs> Wow, you have a definite different experience. I have never seen Brad Pitt. You're obsessed with Brad Pitt. I know. And and then, basically, my boyfriend was not feeling well. And he said, okay, I need to go to bed. I was like, no, don't leave. And he's like, no, I need to go. So, basically, he he went to bed. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't trust myself. I'm with Brad Pitt. Like, this is once-in-a-life opportunity. Oh, I, I feel like I'm just going to throw myself at him. I was like, no. I was having this inner monologue. It was crazy. Anyway, 
long story short, went eventually to my room and I, we were just laying down and, and then we started to kiss and my boyfriend's face started to get all distorted like that, exactly like that, ladies. Oh my God. And I started freaking scream? out a little bit because so far everything's gone so well you know I'm just loving it I'm, I'm like looking seeing like fucking Brad Pitt and like Beetlejuice <laughs> yeah. and everything and and then I was like telling myself no no this is he's my boyfriend because I thought at some point that maybe he wasn't that was kissing someone else because his face started to get distorted into like mm. a really weird like weird shape and like like a monster kind of thing and and I told myself, no, 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 this is fine. So then we both got up and we found out we were kissing for like three hours and our lips were numb. It was oh just so weird. God. And then I looked, he kept going like, <sighs> and I was like, what, what's happening? He was like, all this hair everywhere. There is hair everywhere. It's in my mouth. Ugh. And he was like, <sighs> you know, and then I just saw bones everywhere. You know, like the bones that you look uh, that you see in cartoons, like little yeah. white pieces of bones. The whole entire room was full of bones, and I had to push them to move to the bathroom and stuff. It's crazy. Oh my god! Yeah, it was so mental. And I woke up. Then obviously we tripped for like seven hours, and we both woke up on the floor. We were lying down on the carpet, and I don't know if you ever done mushrooms, but when you eat them, your yeah. mouth tastes like shit. Mm -hmm. the next day like actual shit like it's like i basically took a piece of shit and i like, ate it it's horrible it's gross even if you brush your teeth that it's just not it doesn't go away but anyway i can confirm that this is exactly accurate so well done to the cinematographer and the full team because it was spot on they definitely made you think that you're on this trip with them totally. like so crazy and weird like um <laughs> I was gonna say, and then we go to like the actual sandstorm of the fucking weird dirt by Grace that he's uh supposed to cover. I love when he like carries his beer out there <laughs> and he's like trying to cover it, and then he pops all these cars and it looks like Mad Max. It's like fucking dust everywhere and like everything's crazy. And then he everybody comes out and like his beer is all like sand everywhere in it, and it's all like like, it's really funny. It's like, how did you not think it was going to get in the beer? You know? yeah. <laughs> and they're like, back to Vegas. They go back to like Old Town and they're kicked out of that Debbie Reynolds show. <laughs> Which is so funny. I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. And then they go to like one of my favorite scenes. It's that circus. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's so insane. This is Ugh. the indoor circus on Ether. I was like, Johnny Depp is a great at physical comedy. So is him. So are Benicio. They're such a great team. They are. So and so funny. Like, just the way they move throughout it. And they're, like, on that carousel. And but it's like, how do you act that, right? How do yeah. you, like, I mean, you told me that that um Johnny Depp actually did a lot of acid in preparation for the movie. He did. I think I read that he let me look it up. Um, I mean I'm not surprised if he was hanging out with Thompson. Like how could you not? You how know you know, of course. You kind of had to to try to get into the role, I suppose. I feel or like character. You have to, but I feel like it's very much like I don't know. I feel like because there are a lot of, I mean, to give credit to a lot of actors who haven't done it, who have do, who've done great portrayals of, 
you know, people with addiction. Like, I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio has done heroin and he's incredible. And oh yeah, that's true. It's not a necessity to do it. Mm-hmm. I think definitely. It's something that is like a personal choice that I'm sure like each actor decides to make if they wanted to go down that road, like, and it's a personal thing now. Oh well, yeah. But if you want to do that, then cool. You know, but I'm sure that would help in casting too. Cause you imagine the other people who are probably like, well, I'm just going to like watch you and like see all this crazy shit. But. Well, yeah, but heroin is way worse than, than acid. Yeah. Like I feel like it totally makes sense. Like, you know, he didn't try it for the role because that's also, you get hooked on that. So why would you, but acid is not addictive. I mean, Oh, it's, it's like too crazy to be addictive. Right. I don't even think it's. Well, it, I feel like. It'll be interesting to, honestly, I don't think we can, no, to ask someone who was around in the 60s, who was young in the 60s and 70s, because obviously nowadays, I don't think anyone, like, it's just different. It's not like the drug, you know what I mean? Like, back then it was so common and everyone was doing acid all the time. Like, Steve Jobs used to trip quite a lot, actually. Yeah, because I don't think it was as bad, right? Well, because they did it different with a different purpose as well. A lot of them, not obviously in this film, they do it just for like recreational purposes, but yeah. in uh, like Steve Jobs, for example, did a lot of acid, as in like regularly because it was a way of like expanding your mind and like think, you know what I mean? It was genuinely with that goal of like try to look at, at the world in a different way, but it was, it was in a way more positive, I suppose. Yeah, no, it's true. For what purpose? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm reading some things that say that he, that there was a lot of, like, he just became so close with Hunter S. Thompson. And uh, this is Johnny Depp. And they're just saying that, like, <laughs> he was, like, so immersed in this role. Like, he just dived a bit too deep with like mm-hmm. how far he transformed like he really was kind of a like a like they're saying that like terry gilliam said that it was kind of like uh a sponge like he just kind of like took this person in and like not all of not everything should be taken in but it's like sometimes it can be to like your detriment you know if you don't know like when to stop or like all this kind of crazy shit but yeah he definitely turned a corner with uh fear and Johnny Depp did. Yeah, sorry about that noise. It was my lip balm. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really, it's really funny. There's also like I'm reading an article, and there's also like an insanely hot picture of Benicio and Johnny Depp as themselves. Not, I've, I've like, seen, I've uh, seen some of those. Yeah, but you also see <laughs> online. I saw a few pictures of Johnny Depp and Thompson, and like Johnny Depp looks pretty shattered. He looks like he's been doing a lot of drugs or playing yeah, hard. Yeah, he looks, yeah, pretty tired. Um, I can't really imagine spending four months with someone that crazy. Yeah. Know? Like, could you imagine? <laughs> he could write a whole, he could do a whole documentary of, like, his Yeah. Time. It totally- I think has a documentary, and I think Johnny Depp's in it. I think there's like a voiceover or he narrates it. I think I'll, I'll have to look into it because I'm surprised I haven't seen it. But I kind of go through like periods where I'm like, oh yeah, Hunter S. Thompson books. Like, let me read another one. I might get one. I'm just like, read another one. 
Um, let's see. So I wrote, yeah, that amazing circus scene is one of my favorites. It's just so funny. So funny. Um, and they go back to the hotel and the hotel's like a fucking wreck. And that's what, like, I think uh, Gonzo's on tons of acid now. And I love when he like hits those oranges and he's like <laughs> playing them with a the knife and he's just like screaming. And Jake's just like, what the fuck? Like, even he's looking at him and like terrified. From him. But he's she like, thinks they're limes, right? Doesn't yeah, he's like, limes. yeah, he's like, the knife so that we can cut the limes. He's like, what limes? And then, like, brings all these oranges, starts cutting them. And then uh, he he's like, okay. <laughs> when they're on the way up, that really funny encounter in the in the elevator oh. with like the knife. And I think oh it's like, my they God. go like back and forth with like a d- bunch of flashbacks, and like Cameron Diaz is in the elevator. She's like one of the girl reporters, and they oh like. Oh my God! So many famous people making yeah. appearances. Like, yeah, totally. I mean, I quite like it to be honest. I yeah, like that cool. a lot. Yeah, it's cool that she's in it. And then he leaves for like two minutes, but I think it's like two hours and he comes back and the fucking place is like a wreck. And that's when he's like, Gonzo's like in the tub and he's like asking him to play White Rabbit. Oh my God. White Rabbit, White Rabbit. He's just like... (laughs) Throw it in the tub? And he's like, yeah. And then he locks him in there. He's like, all right, I'm going to let you ride out this acid trope and I'm going to go. And then that's when he does that weird flashback. He's like, one time I took acid in San Francisco. And it's like this weird flashback, which amazing outfit. He has that cool checkered jacket on. And he has that striped shirt on, like those jeans and like chucks. And he has those glasses and he like goes into that bathroom and it's like fucking flea for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So funny. It's so weird. He's like doing this whole, and it's so slow too. I can't even imagine that, like on something else. Yeah, I love that scene actually. That flashback to that gig. It's meant to be like Jefferson Airplane, right? Yeah, it's cool. So cool. Um, and then I said, like, he says something kind of similar to these days, like waiting, like patiently to defeat this evil that's going around. Like it was kind of like that vibe in the world at the time. Yeah. Kind of similar now. It was like we didn't want anything crazy to happen. We weren't, we just wanted like everyone to just live and like, you know, be chill and be in truth and everything, which is kind of like how I wish things were like now. I know. Just everyone just calms down and collectively just goes, you know what? We're not going to fight anymore. We're just going to like try to meet in the middle and like live our lives. (laughs) Like that's, that would be great. Um, well, maybe everyone needs to do acid to chill the fuck out, basically. <laughs> Please, God. If you live in one of those crazy-ass states or any state in America, fucking vote. And if you can, fucking do it. It takes five seconds. Exactly. Um, I wrote... Uh, then he tries to skip out on the bill. <laughs> and he, like, tries to leave. He's trying to sneak out. And the guy's like, hey, excuse me. I want to know when the doctor's there. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? And he, like, keeps trying to move. And he's like, no, but he wants to meet him. He wants to meet him. And they're like, he's like, whatever, dude. I got to go. <laughs> he just, like, runs out. And then he's looking at all the shit that he's got in the back seat. And yeah. he just puts his arm as if he wasn't going to see it. It's just so funny. He's just like, mm. <laughs> um, Then we have that funny encounter with the highway patrol, which is really funny. Yeah. And then he asks him for a key. I know how awkward the next scene is like him with the beer like pushing his mouth around I believe it's Gary Busey who's the cop which is yeah and apparently he totally improvised that line that wasn't meant to be in the really yeah he improvised that and they decided to they they kind of were like 
they filmed several, they took some sh- several shots of that scene and then eventually they decided to keep it because they thought it was really funny. Oh my but God. it wasn't, it wasn't planned. Yeah. Um, then he goes back, he's going back to Vegas. He was like going to LA, now he's going back to Vegas and he gets that white caddy, which is so dope, that like big ass car. Oh my God, that car. That's so cool. Wait, is that, is that a Cadillac? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then he gets, he's going to the Flamingo to cover like that fucking like cop DA, uh, weird a con- conference or convention or something. Oh yeah. Blair tells him and he's like, you have to go. Like I've got a suite. It's all taken care of. So he goes to check in and I love how they're all cops and it's for like bad, dangerous drugs or whatever. Like the fucking seminars and everyone turns and looks at him and he has that dope outfit with the green visor and like that patchwork lounge jacket. I love what he's wearing. Just, yeah, it's cool. And then Christopher it- Maloney, he's the guy at the hotel. Yeah. He's so funny in it. I love what he's wearing as well. Oh yeah, it's cool. I fucking love Christopher Maloney, St- Elliot Stabler for fucking life. I cannot wait until that show comes back and he's gonna be on it. Um, That's cool. I don't know if you watch. Do you watch SVU? You don't watch Law and Order. Also, What Hot American Summer, another really good movie. And Harold and Kumar. He's in a bunch of shit. I, I like him. He's funny. He's actually from around here, which is funny. Is he? Oh wow, I'm Virginia. Um, and then I wrote the flamingo suite. Okay, before so it's trash, it's really fucking cool. cool. <laughs> That's my favorite room, my favorite set. It's just so fucking cool. Everything's pink, obviously. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and the TV is like all stacked. Yeah, like three of them. Cool. And then Gonzo is there, which he didn't know, with Lucy, aka Christina Ricci. Oh my god, love her. She's so cool. We have to do a movie called uh, The Opposite of Sex. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Oh my god, it's on Amazon. It's so good. It's like from the late, I think it's from like the late 90s, I want to say. I think it meets our criteria, but it's <laughs> it's like the weirdest movie that I feel like you could never never be made now. Like the um, I'll read the synopsis. It's after her stepfather dies, 16-year-old Dee Dee, who's Christina Ricci, moves in with her gay half-brother, Bill. Already pregnant, Dee Dee seduces Bill's partner and convinces him the child is his. The <laughs> couple steals 10 grand from Bill and runs off when an ex-student of Bill's, who's also Mac's ex-lover, accuses Bill of molestation. He must track down Dee Dee and Matt to help with uh, of with help with his sister, who's Lisa Kudrow, to salvage his reputation. It is so ridiculous and so funny. Oh, wow. She's like, another one. She was, like, super cool girl from the 90s. Yeah. Was, like, a child actor, but she's not messed up like ma- like many others, you yeah. know? Cool. I love her. I love Sleepy Hollow, too, that she did with Johnny Depp, like, right after this. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I could, we could do that. That's 99. I think I'm going to do that one. I really like that movie. Um, and then she does those Barbara Streisand portraits, <laughs> which is so weird that she's, like, going to try to sell. I wrote the suite with the TV scenes, and then Lucy calls, and she's they, like, kick her out. She's at the Americana, which is so weird. And that's when Gonzo gives, uh, uh, what do you call it, Duke that adrenochrome, which is another one of my favorite fucking sequences where he has that intense trip where he's like, just take one drop. And then he, like, keeps, like, let and he keeps like taking it and he keeps like, I lo- <laughs> yeah i love i love the packaging it's like this tiny bottle like yeah, it's, cool. it's very like similar to like alice in wonderland with that little bottle yeah it's true. It's but so um cool. but isn't that drug made up does it, it? 
Adrenochrome? Let's look it up. I'm pretty sure it's made up. Uh, I don't think it's a drug. Maybe It might be something, but not a drug, I don't think. It's a chemical compound. I don't think it's, like, real, though. Uh, Animals. It's fictional. Fictional. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, wait, I want to do that. What is it? And then what? You want to? He lost his mind. <laughs> well, in two thousand, when I watched it, oh, I was oh, like, what is this that I don't know about? You yeah, know <laughs> about everything. Yeah, I was like, oh god. I was like, Gonzo turns into the devil in this crazy way, like the bed's moving, and it's just like fucking off the rails. <laughs> like it's just so scary. And then when he wakes up, is when like the whole place is like flooded, like they're like. It's like all that water and shit around. That I find really hard to watch. That, that because it, they completely destroyed the the hotel room, and I I thought it was so beautiful, and also it's just so much mess everywhere that it really stresses me out. Like the bathroom, there's that hole in the bed that yeah, it's all burned. Oh, it's just so fucked up. It's so crazy, and I like obviously they don't remember anything. I wrote OMG the room, and he's a reptile. <laughs> so funny um then they of course are gonna escape vegas again and then they go to like the north star diner and they have that fucking awful exchange with that waitress which apparently oh, yeah. not meant to be in it or like she's not, that, oh she's not meant to be in it i think the scene was like they didn't want to have that scene in it for some reason mm-hmm. and they did like last minute they were like let's let's like let's put it in or something like that which is so crazy. Yeah, that was actually quite uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, it was kind of like, I was like, why does this have to be in I was like, please do not, like, abuse this waitress. I was like, I thought that's where it was heading. But yeah, that's how I think it kind of, like, makes it. I was like, no, no, no. This is, like, weird. This is fucking crazy. But, um, but yeah. So that was, that was, like, right at the end. They're going to, I think he's going to drop off Gonzo at the airport. And he's like, I have to go. I have to go. And they see Lucy in the road. And then he's, like, putting up the newspaper, like, no, no. Like, fucking get her away from me. And then they just, like, zip. And he just goes, like, back onto his plane. I thought he was going to say, like, I never saw him again. <laughs> like, that was it. You know, I got him on that plane. And, then like, that's that's where he went. But he's off. And then you see him back in the Flamingo riding. And he's, like talking about like what does man like really want like do we really understand like what's going on here and it's just it's it's a really great book i can't even like uh stress how good it is to read his words it's really hard to kind of talk about it yeah because they actually took all the dialogue was direct Mm -hmm. from the book from the book right Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, and I love that he's like, you know, we're driving back to L.A. on Highway 15, just another freak in the freak kingdom. And I was like, yeah, that's totally what that's totally like the vibe and totally what it what it feels like. Um, yeah. So those are there, my, those are my like plot points. There. Well, there are so many good lines, right? like There's long definitely. ones, but there are so many great sequences of dialogue that is just so brilliant, you know, it's. It's it's a really quotable movie. It's it's quite hard to find scenes that are really good and like specific quotes that are really good because I feel like it's just it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is- I want to hear about your fashion notes here. Fashion. Oh, fashion, fashion. I love the tip. It. They were mostly his actual clothes. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. 
yeah, so cool that he actually kept it. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool. I want to do, uh, there's actually, there's been a shoot like this already. So it's like kind of silly for me to I'm say. I'm sure, like, yeah. yeah. Pretty like, much everything he's wearing. Fear and loathing, yeah. Like, well, everything he's wearing is pretty on trend right now. Anyway. It never, went, it never goes out of style in LA. Guys all wear already? lounge shirts. Yeah, those like 70s type lounge shirts guys always wear, especially surfers. So like they never go out of style. Um, that whole vibe never goes out of style. It's very much like old West Coast, like... Or even like old man East Coast is like young West Coast surfer. It's really strange. Yeah, but, but he's like really quirky. I feel like that exact yeah, every, look is that, pretty. That it's pretty on point right now. Like bucket hats, mm-hmm. like the short long shorts with like crazy Hawaiian shirts or like printed shirts, and like I feel like that's pretty like spring summer twenty twenty basically. But I like I like a lot of his outfits. Obviously, like he has those signature like Ray-Ban aviator glasses they're so cool I have original Ray-Ban like sunglasses from the 70s exactly like those oh cool my my dad is a collector as well um that's where I got it from and he gave me that pair it's his his pair from the 70s basically oh no way yeah because they have this weird thing like you know the uh, what you know like how sunglasses just rest on your ears right this one has a clip it kind of goes round it's crazy oh okay he has that feature and also he has that little circle in the middle oh that's cool wait do you have them here yeah i have them i'll show you i'll show you them next time i just don't think they suit me but i love them oh Uh, cool you should shoot them are you have you already oh yeah yeah no i haven't no oh wow yeah i like his outfits a lot i feel like for me i just i think that um Dr. Gonzo wears the sickest outfits for me. Like, yeah, they're pretty cool. He has a super cool pink knitted top with pink striped trousers. And uh, yeah, he's just so cute because he's got this big belly, but like always bursting out his clothes. And and then he has this fucking amazing pink kimono. Yeah, robe. that robe. Like, that's amazing. How, like, he, I mean, he has, and also he has this super cool necklace. He looks like okay. a cult leader, like that dude. He does. Actually, <laughs> does look like a cult leader, but like a hot one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he wears so many, so many cool outfits. Even like the Hawaiian shirts that they both wear right at the beginning of the movie when they're mm-hmm. driving. He has like a red one, and it's open, obviously, always like exposing his stomach. And um, Jenny Depp wears a yellow one, I think it is. But yeah, it's like yellow and black. Yeah, yeah, the fashion is really cool. I'm actually quite surprised about, you know, like how Days and ID tend to have these like features on like that kind of fashion and style mm. um, articles on 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 iconic movies. There, there isn't anything about this one out. Really? Yeah, I was super shocked. Oh wow, that's crazy. I think so. Yeah, I don't know why. It's kind of weird they missed on that one, but yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, no, there's this uh, really cool, I did an article on, like, the Hysteric Glamour. Like, they're the ones that did a Fear and Loathing one. But they're, like, a Japanese brand, so they're, like, fucking dope. Oh, cool. Like, they did a really cool one with this model that I like, Cole Moore, and the singer Sky Ferreira. So I wrote, oh, yeah, I wrote yeah. about it in, like, 2013. Oh, cool. It was when I was in L.A., and, like, it's still a big deal, because, like, people shoot in the desert all the time in L.A., mm. and, like, fashion photographers and stuff, and, like, those motels and stuff. Like, it's it's really, like, super cool. 
Um, so they, a lot of people do those like fear and loathing inspired kind of shoots. Cause there's so many places you can do it. So it's, it's really neat. That's what I just have like awesome outfits. I wrote a lot of the costumes are his own work, which is so cool. I like the, the suit that he has on Duke at the conference. It's like a blue tie and like a, Oh yeah, that's cool. That was yellow cool. glasses. I think that's really cool. And then I love the flamingo where he has like the green visor. Like that's like one of the iconic ones. I have to say that's pretty cool too. Yeah. yeah. I actually like those a lot. Yeah. They're really cool. I used to have one when I was a kid. Yeah, I had some when I was a kid, but I don't have any. I kind of want one. Yeah, I know. I kind of, they're cool. You always see like accountants with them on in like TV shows or like movies. Oh. Because the cool thing about it is I can't still do my bun and just wear it because I don't do hats like caps. Oh, yeah, know? yeah. You don't do, yeah, yeah. I don't either. I used to. Of... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Could you imagine if I had like a baseball hat on? Oh, no. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> I might put one on just because. That is so American. Is it? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah I think it's really funny, actually. Um, let's talk about this dope music. Please. I'm going to listen is... to the soundtrack for the next like week or so because it's really cool. This is literally what I've been listening to the whole past week. Oh, cool. I actually oh, listened no. to it because on Spotify, you have the soundtrack and in between each song, there's dialogue from the actual film. Oh, on the Spotify one? Yeah, yeah, on Spotify. Oh, cool. It's so cool. Yeah. I'll, link it. I'll link it in the show notes then. Oh, please, yeah, that, that's really cool. I literally, this is the music that I listen to anyway. This is all music I love, like Jefferson Airplane, like, I don't know, like uh, Big Brother and the Holding Company or like, you know, um, yeah. what's Jan- her name? Janis Joplin. Like even songs that I don't normally, like, musicians that i don't normally listen to but i think they're so like great as part of the soundtrack like tom jones you know oh, yeah, it's like, cool. like i fucking love those songs that yeah, are because they're, they're, they're just really fun you know harry cuomo yeah young blood yeah Dylan. sinatra there's a sinatra oh, there's so much but the one song that actually drives me crazy because i find it just too much what? is um Viva Las Vegas by Dead Kennedys. Oh, I can't, I I can't listen to it. I hate it. I actually feel quite anxious. Really? Yeah, I don't like I love, it. Oh, I love it. I love uh, Dead Kennedys too. No. That's pretty cool. As there, everyone was talking about John Lydon yesterday because he like was photographed wearing this like MAGA shirt the other day. Oh. Actually, it was in 2018. People were talking about it. And they were talking about like, he's so not punk. Like he ended up marrying this like super rich woman. And everyone's like, everyone in England knows that he hasn't been like how he was in the seventies for like ever. Like well, that's sad. Wow. And I was like, that's fucked. And then people were talking about uh, this is all on Twitter, and people were talking about uh, Dead Kennedy's lead singer Jello Biafra, who like the president actually like says he doesn't like because he's very like punk and outspoken, like the Dead Kennedys. So like they were saying like they're two like cut like such di- different like both in punk bands, but like very different, you know, like uh, outside outside their music Uh, yeah i mean it's kind of sad but yeah like so much great music what's your favorite like what are your favorites uh i think my favorite is definitely the bob dylan yeah i knew it um tom jones i do like it's not unusual i do like that song so good Um, and i like that she's a lady oh Oh, wow she's a lady i like that that's cool and i love janice i know yeah me too i just feel 
I feel like um, the White Rabbit is oh, yeah, such, an iconic, such an like, iconic song. I, I wonder who, like, what film featured this song first? Because it's been on so many movies. Yeah, let's see. Done a lot of researching on, on the dime here. That's cool. Um, and this is a song that's really funny. I just can't remember which one it is. I don't know if it's actually part of the official soundtrack, but... Is that song that says "Yummy, Yummy, Yummy" uh, 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 in my tummy? Yeah, I know. I don't know who sings that, but I know that song. It's so catchy. It's like poppy music from the sixties, you know. Let's see. I have to do some deep digging. I can see White Rabbit, the song. Okay, it came out in nineteen seventy. Oh no, nineteen sixty-seven is the album that it was on. Surrealistic Pillow. Now, let me see if they have when it first appeared in a film sampled. It's so many films. Okay, it says, um, <clears throat> this is not an order, though. Okay. I don't know. It says, a line in the song, Go Ask Alice, was used as the title of a 1971 book about drug addiction by Beatrice Sparks and was adapted two years later into an ABC movie of the week. So that was like 73. But I don't know if the song was in that. Um. Hmm. But yeah, it doesn't have like the very first time. I don't know when the very first time is. But it's always meant to like signify drugs, <laughs> like and kind of like a weird like drug, like acid or something. It's always meant to signify kind of like trippy, like all trippy and weird and drugged out, at least in movies and stuff. Well, I'm pretty sure it's in that movie called The Game. Oh, that's yeah. with Michael Douglas, right? Yeah, that's with Michael Douglas. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in it. I mean, it's been in like literally so many, but yeah, it's fine. But um, yeah, the soundtrack is amazing. And cool. Yeah, I'm excited to listen to it. I'm going to add it in the show notes so you guys can listen to it. It's really cool. Uh, what are your favorite scenes and some of your favorite lines? favorite scenes I have. The first one would be when he sees the bats. Oh yeah, I just love that. I love how he's like these goddamn god animals, and he's just like trying to. I don't know. He gets he gets out of his car actually, and he gets something from the boot mm-hmm. or trunk, whatever. Trunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's yeah. Let's do one each. What's your favorite? My first one. Oh, yeah, I mean, I already said this, but the drug collection. So, but my next one is the used car shop when he like backs out. <laughs> when he gets oh yeah and he's like the guy's like yeah this will be fine he's like you know how to drive this car he's like oh yeah and he like backs out over the concrete and like like skirts the guy's like wow you're you just backed over that concrete without even stopping and then he just like signs it and then i love how like gonzo just loading all the shit in the car like the beer the all the shit like okay yeah bye and they just zip off like (laughs) it's so funny yeah that's really funny i mean literally every scene is but I really love that scene when they're at the casino and they're in the carousel and, yeah, and like uh, Gonzo doesn't want to get off. Uh, he doesn't want to get out and like Johnny Depp is like, come on. And he just won. He's like terrified and he has to push him out. <laughs> I know. And he rolls That's really out. Funny. <laughs> I love when he like rolls him out. He like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that whole thing is just like hilarious. Funny. Do you have another one? Um, let's see. I have the same. I the hotel check in is is one of like the classic ones, and uh, and obviously the like, did you eat all this acid? 
yeah yeah no that's so good um well yeah there are so many but i'm just gonna make the final one now it's when um when he's in the tub in the in the in the bathtub and he's like play white rabbit white rabbit and he's just like mental he is like it's my favorite but it's also kind of like a very stressful scene to watch because he's just like freaking out yeah it's not bad. So believable like i'm like oh i feel like pain the water's all dirty yeah he's got all this shit in there yeah. and he, he, i think he farts yeah it's just all gross it's just like oh man this is so disgusting and uncomfortable to watch and terrifying you know yeah totally that's your last one yeah my last one is probably when Duke takes the adrenochrome. That's just fucking nuts. Oh, yeah. The whole scene was just crazy when he starts turning to that devil. And I was like smoking this morning watching it. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, this is fucking weird. This is so fucking weird. But I love the way it was shot. I mean, on top of everything else, just like the cinematography and how fucking weird. And so on point. Yeah. So on point. The way the camera angles were. I love how they had the camera like down on the floor in the hotel, like sideways. So it kind of looked yeah. like this weird hallway. Very and you cool. know what the crazy thing is, is that they have a little wide lens shot. Mm-hmm. And, and I read that, that they actually decided to do that because it was cheaper. Oh, wow. But I'm like, it kind of works out. It fucking works out. 13, but you only make 10, right? Yeah, but that's not bad. I mean, it's a counterculture film. It's not something that's... Who knows? I mean... Massive. It it became a cult classic. Yeah, totally. I'm being like a huge blockbuster, you know. It's definitely one of those films that, like... It's almost going to be like in the vein of the Iraqis and the Clarks that we do and the Copeland. Yeah, like totally. If you know this film, you're going to listen to it. If you don't, you're not going to be listening to the show. No, you won't bother. Yeah, because yeah. I think it's silly and stupid. Um, Let, let's do favorite lines. Yeah, I don't have any specific lines. Like, I mean, I, I have lines that I really like a lot, but like, I like when he says, uh, you took too much, too much, man. I know. I love that too. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is that the lines are kind of long. It's not like just mm-hmm. one line. It's but I love so many of them. What are yours? Because they're long. I love, I love when um, I mean, pretty much all the the lines are by um, Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Basically, he says, "There he goes, one of God's own prototypes, mm-hmm. some kind of high power mutant, never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, too and too rare to die." That's what I have, I just have too weird to live, too rare. To it's die. so good, like I love it. It's just like the perfect description. It's so good. It's so cool. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many. There's many. Yeah, I don't have any specifics written down. Like, there's like you know, stop. This is backcountry, or like we can't stop here. This oh is yeah, this is backcountry. I know. Like, that's pretty yeah. good. it's just yeah. There, there's so many like cool things, but I, I really like it. I mean, I shouldn't like it, but it's kind of funny if you think about it. Yeah. It's kind of dark. He says, um, "Basuka's circus is what the whole." Hep world would be doing on Saturday nights if the Nazis had won the war. Oh. This was the Sixth Reich. Oh God! <laughs> it's like it's totally yeah, fucked and like weird. This is so fucked. Shit. And then obviously when he um talks about the drugs they have, you know, it's like yeah. this amazing briefcase. That that's actually 
I will say that's in my favorite scenes too, when um, he's trying to do coke in the car and the whole fucking coke blows. Oh, yeah. And then he just licks the briefcase. It's just funny. I know, it is really funny. That was improvised as well. He just decided to do that on his own. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. He definitely got, like, yeah. He definitely got crazy. So crazy. I mean, both both of them, they just really play that, like, insanely well. Um, I have one more one more line. Can I just say Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I really like this one. No, you can't. Um, he says, the possibility of physical and mental collapse is now very real. Not sympathy for the devil. Keep that in mind. Buy the ticket, take the ride. I like that. Mm-hmm. You gotta read the book. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give you the. I'm gonna like bring it out and like put it at the front door. I won't oh, okay, cool. Because yeah, I think <laughs> you're gonna end up reading like other things by him because it's really cool. I don't have any more. I do have a good quote to end uh, this episode from one of Hunter S. Thompson's previous works. Oh, cool. Proud Highway Saga of a Desperate Southern Gentleman. So, um, yeah, so I guess we're going to wrap this up and it was super fun. And, uh, yeah, this quote will be the end of the episode. Yay. It was so fun. Um, so this one is, he says, let us toast to animal pleasures, to escapism, to rain on the roof and instant coffee, to unemployment insurance and library cards, to absinthe and good hearted landlords, to music and warm bodies and contraceptives, to all the good life, whatever it is and wherever it happens to be. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't that great? It's like that is great. That's that's so cool. So yeah, read some Hunter S. Thompson. He's got really great work, so many books. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll watch the Room Diary. I'm going to see, I might see how it is because I really like it. He's a prime example of how like doing drugs uh, definitely like in- inspires you and like makes you more creative. And Yeah, I mean, it definitely inspires his work and his work is next level. Yeah, he produced so much, you know? Yeah, totally. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, we had fun talking about it. Yeah, it was amazing. You'll be surprised, I guess, with the next one we do, because we don't know yet. I don't know yet. But definitely listen to um, Fight Club. Yeah, listen to Fight Club. I'm sure uh, hopefully people will be down. Oh, well, actually, this is coming out after Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but still go listen to it, because it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.